Good morning. What a privilege to be together like this on a beautiful Sunday morning like this. Let us open with the word of the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your grace and love. Thank you that we've still got the freedom to come together like this to hear your word. Lord, your word is life. We pray and ask that you will be in our midst this morning. Open our ears, our heart for your message. Speak to each and every one personally, Lord. This we ask in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Well, I heartily welcome to each and every one of you this morning. Now it's my privilege specifically to um, welcome our visitors from Canada. Before I introduce them, I, uh, I read that this coming week there's an International Women's Leadership Summit. And it's hosted by Her Royal Highness Princess Swati Lamini Mandela. And the theme for this summit is accelerating women's leadership for socio-economic development. Now friends, this is only on vacation exclusively, it's private. Now, we are so privileged that one of the invited VIPs for this summit is a visitor this morning at Kwasisabantu. Now, I don't know what to call her. She's a minister, she's a pastor, she's a reverend with her husband. So let's call her Reverend. So we want to welcome Reverend Stacy Campbell. Plus two members of her uh, congregation that accompany her to South Africa. 
kanye nengxenye yebandlala akhababila bakhona abanaye la Isabel Sawabi umamu Isabel Sawabi and Barbara Lu nomamu Barbara Lu two sisters and if I'm right, that's your first visit to Africa. Hardly welcome. We trust the Lord, it's not your last visit to Kwasi Sabanta. Now, I don't want to tell you how they come here, but we just want to say thank you to Mrs. Kaiser that brought them. So I'm going to ask Mrs. Campbell or Reverend Campbell just to come and say something short to the congregation. I've just invited my two fellow Canadians to come up so you can see them. <clears throat> but Isabel's husband grew uh, grew up in New Guinea. These two are sisters. But she was telling me on her way here that her brother-in-law, that his family's happiest time in his whole life was when they lived in Africa. And I have known Sheila Kaiser for years. And for years she has told me about this amazing uh, place called Kwasiza Buntu. And I believed her. But I want to read a verse from First uh, Kings chapter 10. Where the Queen of Sheba actually goes to Israel to see what Solomon has built. And in verse 6, she says to King Solomon, it was a true report that I heard in my own land of your act, of thy acts, and of thy wisdom. Sorry, is it First Kings? First Kings, chapter ten, verse six. Okay. Bese uti evesini leshumi yati enkosini yaikini si le indaba engaiyizwa ezweni lami. Verse seven. Uh, Howbeit, I didn't. Be- I believed not the words until I came and mine eyes had seen it. And behold, the half was not told me. Thy wisdom and prosperity exceeded that the fame which I heard. And I feel like that about Kwasiza Buntu. What the Lord has done in your midst. 
And the queen of Sheba goes on in verse 9 to praise the Lord God of, of Israel. Be- because of what God granted Solomon to do. And she says, Blessed be the Lord thy God, which delighteth in thee to set thee on the throne of Israel because the Lord loved Israel forever. Therefore, he made the king to do judgment and justice. And I believe that the model that you have created in Kwasizabuntu many people from around the world will come to this place and praise the Lord God of Kwasizabuntu and be inspired to follow him as the Queen of Sheba was. And to imitate your faith. To see the wisdom and prosperity of God manifest in Africa. Amen. Thank you very much, Reverend Campbell. Now the program will be as follows. I think the brass band will come and play. And after that, a choir, men's choir will sing. And and then we hand over to uh, the Lord's child to come and share what is on his heart. Thank you.
Brethren, we greet you all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank the Lord for keeping us and that we can meet like this today. As we have heard, there are many who are not here who have gone out to preach in various places. And my prayer is that as the Lord blesses them, that he may not pass us by. And also appreciate uh, the visit of our visitors. You could have gone to many other places, but you chose to be here on the Sunday, so we really appreciate that. And our prayer is that the Lord may meet with all your needs and also that which you've heard, that indeed you may find that it is like that. And anybody else also who may be here for the first time today, we trust that the Lord will bless you as well. Now, uh, one of the Sundays, previous Sundays, it was announced that you would be given some seedlings uh, that you can go and plant. And I don't know if you see how privileged you are that you are given that opportunity that you can go and try it out and see what you can do with your own hands. And we shouldn't just be passive listeners, hearers, just hearing what others are saying, others who stand in the front, but we too should put uh, our faith into action, do something practically, even with our hands. Now, 
And these days I visited a particular family, uh, brethren, and there they thanked the Lord because they could see what's happening with the seedlings that they were given. They'd planted them and they were growing and so they could see how the Lord was blessing that. And they showed me their garden, the vegetable garden. And when I looked at all that they had planted there, and I added it up and I made my calculations, I calculated by what they would gain from that, they would at least be able to buy a bag of maize meal. Manje Ukshagani Bugabufundisi ne timing yak was nigga alisaskati sesia chola manje, shutumutung pelones and lay sebenzai, gegabula windalangoba looks exopuma, segia kula loku, gamanya mazisifundisuba practical. So we thank the Lord for the wisdom that he gave his servant Reverend Stegan and the timing with which all this was done. Because now those, uh, that which we had planted is growing and we'll be able to gain from that. And in that way, we do not need to go hungry. So as it was said, after the service, outside the auditorium, there are seedlings available that you can get after the service and you can go and plant those seedlings. And I looked at the weather forecast. There's some rain forecast for this week. So if you quickly get those seedlings into the ground, they'll be able to drink in of that rain. And let me tell you, water from the tap and rainwater is not the same. That when it gets rainwater, it flourishes and it grows much better. So it'll be, you'll do well to quickly get it into the soil. And in that also I see the wisdom the Lord has given Reverend Stegan in that timing to give us these seedlings and then also to send the rain at the appropriate time. Now, if you do not know what to do with a seedling, please do not take it. Rather, leave it to those who know what they'll do with it. And actually, we had all been taught and trained. It was demonstrated and shown to us exactly how we have to plant it, what we have to do, so we're not going backwards now, we're going forwards. Sorry. 
nathi yesi yakhuthazwa asenze nonjalo ngamanye amazwi sibe nomonomuhle ukuqhudelana wozobone yami ngizobone yakho now i was so privileged as well somebody showed me uh, some pictures on their phone remember during the youth conference in june july when the seedlings were handed out the youth that they were challenged they've got to go and plant it and then send updates pictures and so on how it's progressing so they've been doing that and it's amazing to see the gardens of many of those and how neat it is there are no weeds it's clean and so on well that's a good thing and now there's healthy competition where I'll do mine and you do yours and then we compare and we see whose garden looks the best Thank you very much to the choirs and the, the band and the choir uh, we appreciate it with, it was a blessing Shall we pray our Heavenly Father, we bow before you. Lord, you have ordained the Lord's day on which we can gather together and as it were meet at your feet. And now, Lord, as we are together, we invite you to be in our midst. We realize, Lord, we may meet together, but if you are absent, it's all in vain. Lord, here are your people. Please speak to each one in accordance with his or her need. And Lord, start with me and my life that you may also reach everyone else. Please, Lord, bless your word to us. Amen. Amen. So shall we open our Bibles to the Gospel according to John? We read two verses, verses 24 and 25. John chapter 12, verses 24 and 25. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth, and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Lowo utanda upila guake, ala segelwe yiko, no zonda upila guake, gulom saba. Uya gugu londela, ugupila, upagati. Whoever loves his life loses it, 
and whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Eh, kulabo kabafi ukuqa nasezivakashini ezikhona ngingomncaneke mina laikhaya bakhona obaba balaikhaya badala kodwa namhlanje kucelwe ukuthi kube yimina obhibhidlayo. Now to our visitors who do not know me I may just say that I'm one of the least here at the mission and there are other fathers who can take the services and who are much better than me but today I was asked to take the service. Umake ibhibhidleka niqonde ukuthi hayi aksiye nomuntu omdala bakhona abadala. So if I miss a beat here or there then just realize it's because there are others who are better than me. Izwi esilifundayo ujesu ubekhuluma nabafundi bakhe. Now in this passage that we've read we read where Jesus speaks or spoke to his disciples. Ukhuluma nabafundi bakhe wenza umfanekiso. And as he spoke to them he used this parable. Ukhuluma ngempilo yakhe kodwa uyikhuluma ayifanise nohlamvulu kakholo or this comparison and he says he speaks about a person's life but he compares it to a grain of wheat uma ebalandisa abafundi bakhe uba chazela ngemfihlakalo efanele ukuba itholakale empilweni yomuntu ongumntwana kaNkulunkulu And he explains this to his disciples about a mystery a heavenly mystery of something that ought to be found in the lives of children of God. Kodwa uma ehleli nabo njengobasifunda ube ekhuluma nabo njengothisha ebaqeqesha. And as he spoke to them he spoke to them as a teacher busy training them. Uthi ngiqinisile ngiqinisile ngithi uma uhlamvu lukaKolo luwele emhlabathini lungafi angeke lukwazi ukuthela isithelo And he said truly truly I say unto you unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies it remains alone Impilo yomuntu ozibiza ngeKolwa ohlangene nojesu ngaphandle kokuthi ife ayinazo isithelo unless you're a person who believes in the Lord Jesus unless they die there is no life in them they remain alone uhlamvulu kaKolwe uma lifakwe emhlabathini lapho lufa kuyila kuzovela khona isithelo if you take a grain of wheat and then it falls into the ground when it dies to become to being a grain of wheat it's only then that life germinates and springs forth ngamanyamazwi uma loluhlamvu lungakhetha uma belingakhethiswa uyathanda yini ukuba sikufake emhlabathini sikumboze ukuze ufe uma lungathandi ngeke likwazi ukuba luqhume kuvela isithelo so if you would give that grain of wheat a choice and say you can choose you stay as you are or you get buried into the soil you get covered up and then you die if it would choose to stay as it is it would stay dead ujesu ubebikezela ngalokho kuzokwenzeka 
Gama nyamazu yena, lapwebezo tatindawo, yokzoba utlamfu lukakolo, olu zofa And in actual fact, the Lord Jesus was also speaking about himself, saying that he would come and then die and therefore bring forth much fruit. Mina nawe eskona la esbizwa ngabantwana baga nkulunkulu, kungenga yogutu nkulunkulu wafu ma ngotla mfuluake. Elungu chesu, ukubaluze lufe, ze kutelegiztelo, ezi mina nawe. And the fact that we are here today is because Jesus was willing as that grain of wheat to die, and therefore we, being part of that fruit, were brought forth. Lolo shamfu, ngigusho kukshonip, lolo shamfu, olu achunye luangu nkulunkulu kubalufe, alketangu kutilfunu kufanjela niogufa, koto alati ngubalitobele umninilo uguze lenzi ntando kamninuari. Now, that grain of wheat, as it was sent by God, and I say it respectfully, that grain of wheat couldn't decide how it was going to die. It had to submit to the will of God. And unless that grain of wheat had been willing to die, all the fruit that came forth from the gospel, from the Lord Jesus Christ dying on the cross, would not have been there. Now I've got something here which I've wrapped up here. Who can guess what it is? Some say uh, it's a seedling. Now these days as I was working at home, I met up with this, and that's where this message was born. And I looked after it, making sure it wouldn't go lost. Now, the mistake I made was I didn't inform everybody else at home that I'm looking after this. I want to keep it carefully. And so I didn't ask them to help me to keep it carefully. And then I came to my wife and I said to her, you know that which I've been looking after so well, do you know anything about it? And she said, well, I looked there at the garden and I looked, everything looked so clean and there was just this odd growth there. So I decided, no, I've got to get rid of it. It's, it's really not in the right place. Oh, sorry, it wasn't. It was actually in a cupboard. So she said everything else was so clean around it. So this thing was something odd, out of place. It shouldn't have been there. And I realized, you know, if I keep it there, after some time, it would lose its smell. So I was careful. I didn't want them to be upset because of some bad odor 
emanating from it. Here is that which I've got here, this object. Do we see it? What is this? A potato. Now, as it is, it's already sprouting forth some growth, so I can actually go and take it and plant it and get a potato plant from it. Now, if I take this one potato and I put it into the soil, cover it up, I won't harvest just one potato from it, but I'll harvest many. <laughs> but if I were just take it and put it on the soil, on top of the soil, it won't produce what I expect from it. Now, when this potato was bought, it was firm, it wasn't something that you were going to plant. Now, as it's sprouting forth this growth from it, it's busy getting softer and softer, which means its life as a potato is coming to an end. And if you cover it up in the soil, then after some time you'll get back there and you'll see now leaves are sprouting above the ground. And if you dig deeper and you get to where the potato was where you had planted it, you find it's changed its texture and it's now become soft and jelly-like. And you wouldn't be able to imagine that something good can come forth from it. It is actually almost disgusting. You don't even want to have anything to do with it. Uh, and you cannot imagine something good will grow from it. But because that potato is willing to die to itself, if it's being a potato, then it can bring forth fruit, and it can bring forth first grade and second grade potatoes, and you can actually go and sell it and generate money from that. Now, it does happen that you plant a potato and then you expect something to come from it and nothing happens. And when you inspect, you find out 
something had got to the potato and eaten it. And sometimes a mole gets to it, and uh, sometimes even after it started growing, and then it eats uh, what is there at the bottom, and you think the plant will continue to grow, and it just withers and dies. And now the point is this, brethren. If you just take a seed and you put it above the ground and you leave it like that, there will nothing will come from it. It will remain as it is and nothing will come from it unless you bury it, you cover it up with warm soil, only then will it bring forth fruit. Impilo yethu bazanjengana nabantwana bakankulunkulu isibizukufa usuku nosuku. Kukhona ukufa nalelizambane liyafu libeke phezulu komhlabathi. Kodwa ukufa okumbethiswe okumbathiswe uJesu ukuthela izithelo. So daily brethren we need to die to ourselves. Yes, there's another kind of death, like the potato just lying on top of the soil. That's a spiritual death. That's not the kind of death that we are talking about. The, je- the death that is clothed in the Lord Jesus that produces fruit. <laughs> But if you die to yourself, according to the will of our Lord Jesus Christ, where he leads you into that, and he puts you at that place, where you have to die to yourself, if you submit to that, and you're willing to do that, then good fruit will spring from your life. Uma ukriste efike empilweni yomuntu wadila nesodo wavuma umuntu kaNkulunkulu ukuthi afe kuleso sona ukriste akasikhombile noma kanjani uma yephuma ngale kwalokho uphuma ephila futhi kumnandi nokuhlangana ngisho nabantu ngoba ukhona umsebenzi owenzekile empilweni. And if you die to sin where the Lord points out sin in your life, and then you die to that sin, you're willing to die to it, your life will come out on the other side, purified, cleansed, bringing forth fruit, and where other people will even enjoy being with you because the experience of that blessing emanating from your life. Ujesu lape espambanwenyi, Ebe ababe mzunge zile benga mfuni. Be musho zonki zindabaga standard. Kotu chesu maye vuge tuneni. Wavuga ilo chesu. Kotu kwa zuguti bonabazu kutufile. Kante tuneni begyo lungiswa, gyo krivazwa. Uguti loka kebagate hiko nagapilayo. Kuhiko kuzopilisizwe. Jesus, as he hung on the cross, was despised and rejected by men. They... 
shouted all sorts of insults at him. He didn't. His appearance had nothing for men to desire. But then he died. He was placed in the tomb. And there people, many had forgotten about him. But God was busy glorifying himself. And when he was raised up in his resurrected form, he was the Christ who came to bring life. Leso si mo agafa eyiso egu eguso enziwi tengeluto kwa tu Jesu watu uti lolutamfu ngilvumele ukubalistri pwelenzwe yonki tolinga biluto ngoba utamfu kutingubalufe ukuzelzotelizitelo ezinimi There on the cross he was stripped of everything he was stripped of his dignity of his humanity, but he submitted to that, realizing what God would bring about through the glorified Christ. He was born a king, but he was rejected by men. He was humiliated, but he didn't fight for his rights. He didn't say, well, I'll show them that I'm the king. He submitted to all of that for that which God was going to bring about through his death. And in our lives, the same. There will be events. There will be things that happen that will require us to die to ourselves. Are we willing to submit to that? Are we willing to die to our own ego? that God can bring forth fruit for our lives after that. And sometimes I've got to die to myself not for my own sake, but for my brother's sake. Now let me explain it, that by your, your brother is looking at you, is experiencing this together with you, and by you dying to yourself, you are building up your brother or your sister. And maybe you and your brother or your sister, you're talking to one another, and the way that he or she is talking to you is not the right way, but you decide to humble yourself, to die to yourself, to rather build up your brother or your sister. Maybe you're staying in the same room and maybe your brother and the Lord, he just 
cast his shoes off and just throw them in this corner and that corner. You've got to go after him. You've got to maybe tidy up after him. But you do it so that you can win him that eventually they realize that's not the right thing to do. Maybe at work, you've got a colleague, a colleague is so stubborn, you try and correct them and help them, they don't want to accept advice, only once they hit their head against the brick wall, only then do they come back to you for help again. And you just help them kindly and graciously, maybe on the computer, they mess things up, and then you say, no problem, with a smile on your face, you help them to correct it. You are dying to yourself daily because of your brother or your sister. Maybe after some time, it will dawn on them, there are so many around me who had to die to themselves to help me, and maybe then it dawns on them. Leon Pilo but the one who dies daily to themselves, that person bears forth much good fruit, and that fruit which brings glory and joy to heaven itself. And where that seed comes to its end, and then because it has died to itself, it brings forth, forth fruit, fruit that's not only rejoiced over by the person who planted it, but by everybody else. Now the question is this, are you and I, like that grain of wheat, willing to die to bring forth fruit? Now, if you plant uh, a seed potato, then it starts to sprout leaves and grows above the ground, and then you have to gather the soil around it to heap it up, and you even cover some of those leaves that have been growing like you also destroying those leaves. Why do you gather the soil up around it? And so you do it all for quite a long time as 
the, the potato plant is growing, you gather the soil up around it, heaping it higher and higher as it grows. At the start, it's just a level field uh, or, or a bed, and then you just start seeing, okay, there's some growth because of the young leaves sprouting. But eventually, it becomes quite a heap as you've piled up the soil up against it. And I asked the farmer, why do you do that? And the person explained, now as you do it, you are increasing your harvest because it multiplies the potatoes that are forming beneath the soil. As you bring up the soil against it, the side shoots can receive warmth and moisture and it can also produce potatoes. Now, what is the spiritual meaning of that? Now, at the start, where you've just planted the potato, uh, seed potato, it starts to grow, which means there's life. So now you can think, well, you know, that's sufficient, that's enough, we can wait for the fruit. So, you may think that's enough, but it's not. As it's growing, it gets covered more and more. In a way, you are burying it more and more. It's like you're keeping it under. You're keeping it subdued. But the whole reason for that is that it may bring forth more fruit. So it is with our walk with Jesus. If there is life in us, the Lord Jesus comes and he points out certain things in our life that needs to change, things we've got to get rid of. Sometimes our very nature needs to be broken. Sometimes our preconceived ideas We've got to get rid of that, those things that we've been so assured of. And all of that, the Lord changes as he works in our lives. And why is he doing that? So that we may go deeper with him, so that we may be more fruitful. And so it will be if we give the Lord Jesus his rightful position as the gardener, as the owner of the garden, the owner of the seed, 
that He can do with us what He likes, He will be able to produce that and bring that forth. If we would allow him to have full control, if we submit totally to him and say he can do with us what he likes, he will work in our lives to make sure we produce a good harvest. But unless he's given full control, and unless you give him, you surrender totally to him, that which he had wanted to achieve, he will not be able to achieve. Uma ngabenga chala leli zamba nengiti ngialbu iselu mtabati lukatelu mtabati, gizolinde liste alogleonto. So, for example, if you now cover up that potato plant and you bring up the soil against it, and then somehow it shakes it off, it's got a way to kick it aside, then obviously it's not submitting to what you're doing to it, and it won't produce what you expect it to produce. Now I'm closing. Now, let's bring it a bit closer to home that we understand better what I'm trying to explain. The life of a Christian who is dead, who has died to his own ego, that life brings forth fruit. Fruit that even other people rejoice about. And the fact that we are all together like this this morning is because of the Lord Jesus who was willing to be like that grain of wheat, having died to himself, having died to everything, and that God could then bring forth this which we see today. And the Lord Jesus didn't count his life as dear to himself. He was willing to lay it off for you and me. Now today I'm standing here at the pulpit of Reverend Stegan. And likewise, Reverend Stegan himself had to die to himself. And when he relates about how God worked in his life, then I realize many of those things happened even before I was even born. But he was willing to die to himself, to lay aside even his customs, even his culture, even that which he had grown up with and uh, being taught. That is the way. He was willing to lay that aside 
so that God could achieve what he wanted to achieve. And he could have enjoyed his life as a young person, as a teenager, just enjoying his life, living for himself, but he didn't. He didn't love his life, but he rather laid it aside for the sake of Christ, for the sake of the gospel. And he went into the grinding mill, into the God's milling machine to grind his life so that what we experience today could be brought about the revival and what God has brought about through the revival. We didn't have to work hard for it. We didn't have to fight for it. We didn't have to die for it like he did. All of this was brought about through what God did through him and we have it today. I'm trying to present to you this picture of a grain of wheat that is willing to die so that God can bring forth fruit through it. Now just imagine if each and every one of us could be like that grain of wheat willing to die. What wouldn't God be able to achieve in this world through all of us? Just imagine if all of our children would be willing to be like that grain of wheat, dying to their own ego, dying to their selfishness. What wouldn't God be able to do? Bring forth fruit that will bring joy to your parents, not only to your parents, but to the whole world. If we would be willing to be in God's hands, that he can do with us as he wishes, this whole world would be changed. If we would be like those seeds in the hands of the sower, where he can do with it as he wishes, not only that we die when we choose to die, but that we totally surrender to him, he would be able to bring that about. Not that we are that kind of seeds that, that says handle with care, it's fragile, you've got to treat it with gloves, you've got to be so careful that you don't hurt it or harm it. 
Ombila, Punchisi, Sambane, Afara, and Yafara, Afara, Mautanda, Banya Maba Mavila, Ubuisalan Ginyao, and Jebusum Clavat Ginyao, or Munubuisanga Ketcha, about Imbe with Fagile, Isokumayon. Got an air, good tatty spinachi, Utati Rabishi, Utuzulbuis, Lifunul by Ulfagat, and Missa Lubusum Clavatigas. If you take maize, uh, beans, or even potato, seed potatoes, you can just put it in the ground, press it down, and if you don't want to bend down to put it, the soil, bring the soil back, you can just kick the soil over it with your feet, or you maybe take a hoe and just bring the soil back. You don't have to be so careful. But you know, you can't do that with spinach or cabbage. You've got to be so careful and handle with care. I'm a fragile. I'm king. Fragile Christians are a problem. You've got to handle with care. You've got to put it in a tray, and a tray that even has got wheels so that it's, it doesn't go for a bumpy ride and all of that. No, forget about that. Forget And if Jesus wants to correct you and reprimand you, now he's got to be so careful. He's got to consider you and consider your feelings and all of that. No, forget. Now, the seed cannot look at its owner and its master and now grade the, the manner of care or the treatment that he's getting from his master and say, you know, it's on this level or that level. You can't do that. One day I went to visit the hot houses here on the mission. And I came back with a lesson that I learned. That goes along with this which I've said. They say that these sweet peppers, uh, when the flower blossoms... And while it's looking up, in other words, it's sort of got an arrogant attitude. It will never form a good fruit. It's got to bow. It's got to bend downwards. And then you know you can expect good fruit from that. You can speak to them and they'll explain it to you. And if they find those blossoms pointing upwards, uh, then those flowers, they'll break it down because they realize, you know, it'll just take something from the plant. It won't produce good fruit. useless. And so if you go through the art house, you see those flowers all bent down, going, uh, drooping a little bit like that, pointing down in a humble attitude. But those with an upright, or looking up, arrogant attitude, they don't produce well. And so it is the same with Christians. If you're arrogant, if you can think something of yourself, 
So those who are looking after the art houses, they go through the plants. If they see these flowers that are looking up, they snip it off with a scissors, pair of scissors, and they go through it, and all those get snipped. Because the owner of the harvest can do what they want and what is necessary to get a good harvest. Are our lives precious to us? Are they dear to us or are we willing that the Lord Jesus can do with us what he wishes? Are we willing for him to take us into his hands today as seeds and to sow us just as he wants to? Maybe we are willing. We say, yes, do it, Lord. But when it comes to the time of pruning, are we willing to submit to his pruning? Are we willing to When it comes to these pruning scissors, to prune as he sees fit, are we willing to submit to that? And maybe the Lord sometimes uses my child's own uh, stubbornness to prune me, to humble me. Am I willing for the Lord to do that? And if the Lord wants to come and work in the life of my wife and he needs to prune her and he says there are certain things that are not right, that needs to be put right, am I willing for that as well to submit to the Lord's hand. When the Lord comes to me as the man of the home and he says, yes, I see there is fruit and there is the promise of fruit but there are certain things that need to be pruned there are certain flowers that are pointing up those flowers are not needed they've got to be cut off with the pruning scissors am i willing for that ngisho mina uNkulunkulu esebenzisa noma ubani akamnikeza isikele wamphathisa ukuthi wena uzongisebenzela kulesi sivini sami nasi isikele as long as Noma 
And when the Lord uses somebody else to prune, and he says, send somebody with the pruning scissors, and he says, you go and prune that person, that life, and then what do I do? Do I maybe look at the person that the Lord has sent? So, no, Lord, you can't send somebody like that to come and prune me. Somebody that's not even wearing a tie. Somebody that's not even educated. A child. How can you use that person? Or are we willing to submit and surrender totally to the Lord? As long as Bazalane sees him, Ilona Law, regardless of what we put up on Bay, go to Mawim Bay, Esantlane, some niggers was, Sivumesi Town Coast, Loco, Okfunan, Ze Felembe, Bessitel is ten. I is tell as Baba, what is tell as your Tandera, Zibe Wussis on Nishon, Assem Sabinus Pilago. And that I say, Lord, do whatever it takes that you may bring forth fruit in my life. It doesn't matter, Lord, who you send, what you do, but please work in my life that that fruit that you expect would be brought forth, fruit that will bring joy to you and fruit that will be a blessing to everybody else. Uguzi astenge lukpila. Zesonke na mtlande sibizwa ngabantwana baga nkulunkulu. Ngoba wavu muguba nigele ngai. Aga lwelanga istunzi sake. Aga lwelanga mandlaka nawo Wayenga kwazi ukwenza Kota ngenga kutuwa kondu kuti ngiyimbiwu. Esanile nsomnika zwayo. Ogwa muguti angenze noma in. Zegupu melenta gaifunai. And the Lord Jesus himself, he died to himself. He died to even being a king. He laid off his dignity. He lost everything just so that he could buy your and my salvation. He was willing to bow to the gardener, whatever the gardener, his father did, and said, I want to do this in your life and through your life. He wasn't, he didn't resist it. And through being willing, this fruit was brought about. Kumtanda zoamu kutunkulungulang sizi ngibe ile ombe we zamba. Oi kiba wifarenga pants. La puyo pegu fika gui intenyanyegayo. Kotwa mayo pumako. Getin kulunkulung fage glom shinung kaye. Uguzen gibe ile on toy fisuba. Ibe yo. Igwas nanok seben zesega. Gishembusunwak. And I say, Lord, may I be like that seed potato. Put me into the ground. Let me die to myself. No matter, Lord, what it means, whether there's a disgusting lump underneath the soil, but that you can bring forth that which you want to do in and through my life. Umkulego wa mifushgut la pogu kumakvel. Umankosubona buiselum sabati. Zegumati playege. Loko guintando yakwa. Aintando gasata. And I say, Lord, even... When there's growth, even when there's life, I'm willing, even if you pile up the soil, even if you continue burying me, so that the fruit may be multiplied. Not fruit for Satan, but heavenly fruit. Now, I use the example of a seed. 
I use the example of a potato, but that was to illustrate what the Lord wants to do in your and my life. That we be that seed in the hands of the Lord Jesus that he can do with it as he wishes. That we be like that seed that the Lord can cover it and cover it with his will so that it will produce what he wants to produce. Not that we are like seed, but we say, yes, Jesus is our owner. He's our Lord and Master, but we don't submit to his will. We do our own will. Yes, we are seed that belongs to the Lord Jesus, but we still want to be handled in the way that we see fit, not in the way that he sees fit. But by his grace, that we remain in him, that he will do to us what he sees fit for that seed. Now as I close, if you go to the hothouses, and you go and look there. Now, if you haven't been there, let me tell you, you're missing out. Now, if you go and speak to them, those who are uh, growing and looking after the plants there in the hothouses, they don't say, well, you know, today is a hot day and they just open the taps and just spray them with water, whatever. No, they make sure each and every plant gets exactly what is calculated according to its need. Now, the owner of the harvest and of these seeds, he also knows so-and-so is troubled by stubbornness, so-and-so is troubled by jealousy, and he'll give to that seed what it needs. But like my hotel, this is, okay, I... Zomcho and if they look at the whole hothouse and they see plant number 30 has a problem, it needs some kind of special treatment, some kind of an injection. It go, they go to that plant only and they give it what it needs. And that plant doesn't now all of a sudden object and say, now why am I treated differently to everybody else? No, it submits to that. Now, if we would all be like that, brethren, just imagine what God could do. I fail to explain it properly as I want to, but I trust that God through His Holy Spirit 
will interpret it to your heart. Simvumele sithi wena nkosi singabakho uyasazi ngangokudinga kwayilona lo phakathi kwethu. But we say Lord you know us you know us intimately please give to me and please give to each one that which he or she needs. Umkhuleko wami ngithawa nkosi ngigcine ngilolo hlobo lwembe woyifunayo Sewungkethile embewini zonke bese wenza nje ngokubona kufanele ukuba wenze kule embewu yakho. And my prayer is Lord do with me as you will as you wish as you've chosen me amongst many other seeds and started work in my life continue Lord to do exactly as you want to. Hayi namasebe ngalahlake namhlanje selisebenzile izambane la well, now they can throw away the potato. It's done its job. Well, I trust nobody wants to be a rotten potato. We are all challenged to be seed and that we will multiply and that we will go out and that we will preach the gospel. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for your word this morning. May nobody leave this auditorium without making a right, Lord. Reveal to each and every one what stands between them and you, O Heavenly Father. Grant each and every one to make right. And may each and every one receive your will what to do, Lord. And may we go out into this dark world and preach your word. This we ask ask in your wonderful name. The name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.